own radio show, and she had her own television show there in Chicago. Okay. She had her health food store there. Uh-huh. And she created her own formulas. I remember she was a very colorful character. reminded me tremendously of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, she put masking tape, if you can believe this, <laughs> on the top of gallon containers of potions that she mixed up. Uh-huh. Of course, at one point, some regulatories dropped in, uh-huh. and they told her that that wasn't going to fly, that she couldn't sell stuff like that in a retail place of business and everything. Mm-hmm. Before it was all said and done, they tucked their tail and left and oh. didn't mess with her. Huh. They never mess with her. And my, my grandfather had the same syndrome, you know. He, he was like quasi-crazy. Okay. And when regulatories came in, he would blaze days and amaze them, and they'd get so confused that finally they just realized they were up against City Hall and nowhere to go. And they'd cave in. But uh, she was very... Um, I believe that she primarily... And I don't know that for sure, but I believe that she primarily had a lot of media things going on right around where she was. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she was a person of tremendous influence. Um, the whole concept of, you know, life and death beginning in the colon was something I originally was exposed to through her. Okay. Okay. And I worked with her in business for a number of years. She was very open to... And very knowledgeable. She had a handshake that would kill you. Yeah, that's what your husband said. She had a handshake. She was small, uh, pretty small. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was unbelievably strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She would, you know, slap a green drink in your hand the second you got there, and you better like it. Give me a, um, a visual tour of her shop. What, I mean, what, what, when you walked into her shop, what would you see? What would you experience? You know, it's been so long since I was there. It was in a very, you know, a rough part of town. I remember that. I remember going to visit with her, and I was going to be on her TV show, and I was on her radio show. Mm-hmm. And I remember that um, we went over there in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and there was some kind of rock concert or something that just let out, and cars were just drag racing all over the place and stuff. It was terrifying. We were the only car on the road that did, wasn't beat up. Oh, wow. I, I looked around and told Taylor, I said, there's something wrong with this picture. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But we managed to escape there, but I was a little bit uh, out of my element, you know, even getting over there. It was not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, her shop was really a very, um, very kind of, I, I would say it was kind of a, a homespun version. It was like somebody's exploded kitchen, I guess you'd say, because she had... You go to the refrigerator case and stuff, and she had all these hand-labeled potions with, you know, uh, masking tape lids on them and stuff uh-huh. that she had made. And, you know, it wasn't like any other store you ever saw. I mean, generally speaking, you didn't ever see things of that nature in any kind of commercial store. Uh-huh. A little, I mean, it was really kind of unique in that everything in her whole facility, she had a lot of different products, and she worked with different health products that I recommended and worked with over the years as well. Uh-huh. But she also created some of her own things, and she had her own belief system and everything that she carried kind of fit within her belief system. Okay, okay. So she didn't just carry things she could make money on. She honestly stood very firm, I believe, to her principles and her values. The last few years, I believe that she was getting less and less exposure. I, oh, yeah, she was really, really, really fit for her age, no question about it. Mm-hmm. And she was very progressive. She was way ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no question about that. The thing that I think she probably was less well-versed on was uh, any kind of technology. Okay. 
I, I have always given her credit from time to time and, and will till the day I die of being a major uh, shaper of some of my, my basic philosophy about the importance of cleansing. I think she focused tremendously on the colon. You know, I, I kind of evolved into focusing on both the colon and the liver, but, you know, there's no question that I got my conviction of the importance of that whole concept from her. Mm-hmm. And I believe she was a very influential person. you, you got to realize, as a black woman, back in the days when she was out there, mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't just, uh, you know, a red carpet rolled out, I'm okay. sure. I, I, she really went out of her way to make a difference in the lives of other people, okay. and I'm sure some of it was an uphill battle. Okay. okay. She had her followers. Mm-hmm. She did. Who else would have been kind of like a, a Fultonite? Anybody that lived locally around her area, they all went to her. She was like the guru. She was like the shaman. Okay. Uh, on a local level for the people of Chicago and in that part of town where she operated. Uh, that. Well, uh, you know, the thing that her legacy to me mm-hmm. is um, her belief about the importance of cleansing mm-hmm. and the importance of free radical scavenging. I mean, this whole thing about these green drinks and stuff, she was decades ahead of everybody. Else okay. All that. okay. So, yeah, I think she honestly was a pioneer in those areas because... You know, if you look back on the naturopathy movement, I'm a doctor of naturopathy, as you okay. know, and if you look back on the naturopathy movement, you know, a hundred and something years ago when the naturopathy doctors were the major influence of, of affecting health, at that time what happened is you would go to a retreat place of some sort and you would maybe run naked through the sun. <laughs> You'd eat some vegetables. You'd drink water and lay around and rest and everything. I mean, they had this, this whole pr- – everybody got treated the same. Okay. You know, well, I'd say she ramped that up a notch. She treated everybody the same, too, but it was a detoxing approach. Okay. That was really not in vogue when she was doing it. Okay. So from my standpoint, she is one of the premier pioneers of the whole concept that life and death begin in the colon and that toxicity in the body can tremendously interfere with assimilation absorption. She was a pioneer. You didn't have to understand. Just like the naturopathists over 100 years ago, you didn't have to even really look at what the disease was. If you treat it with some of those really great life principles of resting the digestive tract, Mm -hmm. which consumes a vast majority of our energy, and getting that sunlight and getting more rest and getting that water to bathe the cells and detoxify those cells and everything, no matter what's wrong with you, it's it's going to be better, you know? And so from the same standpoint, she ramped it up a notch from that in realizing that sometimes when the body has long-standing toxicity, particularly now because... You know, 100 years ago, people weren't eating all this fast food mm-hmm. and all this artificial food and stuff that we are now, and they weren't breathing so many fumes and chemicals, and they weren't mm-hmm. living in a closed house with formaldehyde in the carpet and all those different mm-hmm. chemicals that we're exposed to now. So, you know, what she did is kind of what naturopathists did for health, you know, a decade ago or 100 years ago, mm-hmm. a century ago. She did back in, in the 60s and, and, the, and 70s and into the 80s and 90s, really. But she was the one that, in my mind, um, you know, was one of those old individuals not running a popularity contest mm-hmm. who was willing to step out and stand up for what she believed in and say things that weren't fashionable. She, mm-hmm. she knew about parasites and all those things and talked about those things back when no one else liked the subject. She, no, she, was, she was a very direct 
if you didn't want to follow her advice, God help you. <laughs> you didn't want to admit it to her. You would you would either do what she told you to do, or you wouldn't go back to her and ask for any more help. I mean, would she, would she go off on you, or just turn you off and walk away? She was very direct. Her she didn't. She had opinions about what you needed to be doing about your health, mm. and she would tell you what they were, and she would give you advice, and and she expected you to take it. Okay. And you know what? She thought and operated like a man does. So I don't think she ever <laughs> held her back. She was already like that. So I think it's not so much a gender issue. It's whether you're able to conduct yourself with that, I'm going to say, masculine kind of activity and conduct. Uh-huh. It's just a way of being that most women can't step into. It, it sounds to me I'm, I'm getting the sense, too, that she was accessible because she was just a tough person. She was a tough cookie. I don't know what she overcame <laughs> as a youngster, but I'm telling you, she had been through some stuff, I'll bet you. <laughs> Any other people you, that you would suggest I get a hold of that may know a little bit more about her as well? Um, Robert Butwin would know her. Um, Robert Butwin? Yeah, Robert Butwin is who I met her through. I don't have Robert's a number handy at all. I don't, but he is in California. Mm-hmm. He's got an unusual name, B-U-T-W-I-N. He might have a website, probably does. He's a big network marketer. And Robert was very good friends with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll Robert would be the best contact I know of because that's how I met her. All right. 